Hey, what's happening, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. It's time once again for another installment of Listener Show and Tell. Every single year we do this. This is the fifth time that we've done this on the podcast. Fifth year of doing it. So greetings to all of you and... Thank you for sticking with us this long way. I know, we, I, know, I know we have some day one listeners that are still going strong. So basically this episode is a celebration of our listeners, of our fans, of you guys. In order to keep this show going, we, we honestly couldn't do it without you guys. Your feedback, your suggestions, uh, your, your contributions, your support... Uh, is one of the main reasons why this show is still going. So every year we like to check in with you guys and present a listener show and tell episode. This is a playlist that is made up entirely by you guys. Yes, today's episode is entirely comprised of fan submissions. And it seems like every single year these episodes just get better and better and more dense and filled with great music. Mm-hmm. And we also get more and more submissions each year, which is really almost, inspiring yeah, and exciting. Almost to the point of uh, being overwhelming. This year we actually had to cut it off uh, because we got too many that we couldn't even fit on, on the episode. So I guess first thing that we should say is we apologize for anyone who didn't make the, the cut as far as the timing goes so there were definitely people that submitted very recently uh you know after we had already had that cut off so th- th- i guess that's just a testament how awesome our fans are we'll, we'll try to maybe include some of those on like a future marcado radio or or maybe save them up for next year but um yeah this this is going to be jam-packed with with pretty cool music one thing that we enjoy about these episodes is that Obviously, we didn't pick the playlist, uh, so for a lot of the stuff, we haven't heard it before. So I tried to just listen to as little as I could of, of these tracks, maybe just like, you know, just a little bit here and there to kind of organize them. So this is going to be new music for us, so hopefully you guys enjoy our fresh perspectives. Carl, what are we playing in with here? This is uh, a track from Midnight Resistance. This is BGM2. Uh, a Genesis game composed by Azusa Hara, and this comes to us from Peter T. So thanks, Peter, for this suggestion. All right, well, I think that pretty much does it. Should we just get into it? Let's. All right, let's move on to a suggestion from Alex M., who is a very, very longtime supporter and listener of the show. So what's up, Alex? Uh, He submitted a track from Henry Hatsworth, in the Puzzling Adventure, which is a DS game that actually has kind of like a, I believe it sounds like an orchestral soundtrack here. So I'm not sure if there was some sort of special re-release of the score or whatever. But anyway, really beautiful stuff here. This is Banson's Aria from Henry Hatsworth, and this is composed by Gene Rosenberg. Let's take a listen.
Allegro ooh-la-la, indeed. This is hilarious. <laughs> this is so much fun. This is Banson's aria from Henry Hatsworth in The Puzzling Adventure, composed by Gene Rosenberg and submitted by our buddy Alex M. So thank you so much, Alex. This is hilarious. Yeah, it, w- when that operatic vocal came in, it was like, whoa, uh, I wasn't expecting this. And then when <laughs> he started to kind of make fun of, uh, you know... <laughs> All these different, like, Italian musical phrases. Basically just someone faking their way through sounding like an opera. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a lot of musical inside jokes. To many of you who've listened to this show who don't know very much about theory, you've probably heard a lot of these Italian terms and been like, what are they talking about? Right. But yeah, staccato, allegro, legato. Uh, we Fortissimo. really do use yeah, a lot of Italian language when we talk about music. So this piece is just kind of jokingly putting that all together but it yeah it's this nice it has this nice rousing orchestral sound it's funny it almost sounds more like film music in the beginning right with the chord progression and everything uh, and then having this operatic vocal come out of it it was almost a little bit surprising because it's not very necessarily what you'd expect from an impersonation of like Italian opera uh, mm-hmm. but but it's still really cool. Yeah, I, I think this is a great melody and um, a really fun and interesting piece that I'm glad we get to sort of showcase on the podcast. For sure. Yeah, I kind of want to dive into the, the soundtrack a little bit. I had never heard of it before, but yeah, it definitely sounds very interesting and unique, so we'll have to check that out. Okay. All right, guys, let's move on to our next submission. This, this is a big one. This comes to us. Yeah, yeah, this is a huge one. This comes to us from Luigi B., And the reason why it's a big one is because this is a soundtrack that we've definitely kind of, I don't want to say shafted, but I guess we've shafted maybe (laughs) this whole series. Uh, I think we've played at least one track from it, uh, I believe, on the podcast. Um, But I know a lot of people love it and have suggested it over the years. So we're going to play a track from Xenoblade Chronicles which came out for, I know it came out for the Wii uh, and potentially for other systems too. This is the main theme, and it was composed by the legendary Yoko Shimomura, and it's very, very beautiful from what, from what from what I've heard. So, really excited to play this. So, this is the main theme from Xenoblade Chronicles.
gorgeous. You guys are listening to the main theme from Xenoblade Chronicles. This was a suggestion from Luigi B. Thanks a lot, Luigi, for this. Kind of forcing us to play more music from Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, this is this is gorgeous. Uh, I don't think Yoko Shimomura was necessarily the lead composer on this game. I think she just composed this, and it's possible she composed some other tracks too. Uh, but I believe uh, there were other people involved. Uh, more prominently, uh, but wow, this is this is a beautiful track. What's interesting is it doesn't necessarily remind me of a lot of Shimomura's catalog. Uh, definitely seems like she's going for a specific sound, a specific emotional quality. It's it's much more reminiscent of other Japanese composers. Uh, but you know that just goes to show you her versatility. She's she's definitely a very versatile composer as we've, you know, gotten to know her over over the years. Yeah, I definitely get tastes of sort of the Kingdom Hearts world um, a little bit in this piece. Uh, but yeah, it seems like she's going for something even with higher emotional stakes, if you can imagine that. Higher emotional stakes than Kingdom Hearts, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but really beautiful. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Spirited Away or some Joe Hisaishi Studio Ghibli score which could have been you know intentional inspiration or could have again been the product of that almost collective japanese musical culture mm-hmm. of which you know joe of which joe is a really respected and prominent voice yeah that was gorgeous thanks again luigi for that suggestion okay you know it's fitting for a video game music podcast obviously you know it makes sense that luigi is going to suggest a track um, I don't think Mario suggested anything today, but we'll, we'll just we'll just proceed. Well, this is Luigi B. I think you're oh, thinking of Luigi M, M. Luigi Mario. Luigi M, yeah. And Mario yeah. Mario. Luigi yeah. M actually didn't submit anything this year. He was a slacker. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> let's move on to a track from the game La Mulana, which is a suggestion by John F., and it's a, a game for the PC, and I really am a little confused as to the kind of the history of it. It's like a throwback to the MSX, because like this this track here um, is on the MSX audio hardware, so I'm not sure if it was like maybe like a throwback to old Konami games, uh, or maybe it was potentially even created on the MSX and then just, you know, released on the PC or something like that. But in any case, it's La Mulana. And uh, it really sounds like just like a classic Konami kind of old school computer music sound here. The name of this track is Mr. Explorer, composed by Takumi Naramura. Let's take a listen to this. That's a catchy little ditty there. Uh, that was Mr. Explorer <laughs> from uh, La Mulana 
for the PC, composed by Takumi Naramura, submitted by John. I think we need to give a little uh, disclaimer that we are recording this early in the morning, so it's <laughs> Very possible early, that we're yeah. still a little bit delirious. <laughs> you might hear it in our voices and in the silly things we say. Uh, so, so far, my favorite track of the day, I, I would say, very, very catchy and kind of right up my alley. We should we should kind of pay attention to this. So, Will, I thought I had an idea that for this episode, we would just, as we go, kind of think about what our favorite tracks of the day are and kind of decide track of the week kind of spontaneously. Okay. So, let's keep this in the back burner. For me, this this is the contender so far. This is really awesome. So, let's see if, if there's a track that can beat this. Yeah, this is really great. It's a nice little touch that... I noticed, um, and again, yeah, whether this was made on the MSX or um, is a game that is trying to evoke those old feelings, something that I thought was kind of a little authentic touch is how sparse the drums are. Uh, yeah. When I think of a vintage computer music sound, I think of sometimes, you know, rock grooves, but the rhythm being more established with the bass as opposed to any kind of drum sound. Because, again, Absolutely. we have to remember they really had uh, very strict limitations, oftentimes with only a noise channel or a very primitive sample channel. And for whatever reason, the the kind of rocking drum sound that I think we associate with a lot of the 8 and 16-bit era is somehow a little bit less intense on, you know, on systems like the MSX and PC-88 and, and stuff like that. And I just thought that was an interesting little touch about this track. But yeah, total classic vintage Konami sound here. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, they, they did have kind of the same technology that they had on the Genesis. Because a lot of early Genesis soundtracks, you hear like um, FM drums. Like not the, they don't, not the sample channel, but like actual the, combining the noise channel and, and actual an FM uh, synth sound to kind of get this punchy So they could have done that. Uh, for whatever reason, yeah, just traditionally on those computer systems, the drums are much more sparse, which I actually always enjoy because then it kind of really puts the onus on the bass. And, and if the track grooves, it's because it has a very solid bass. It's almost like the musical origin of the ding 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 you know, the it kind of like is, driving, yeah. grooving bass sound. And that's why when people do remixes of this stuff, you know, it really comes alive because for the first time you're hearing it with like, you know, actual drum kit sound. So anyway, that was a cool track. Thanks a lot, John, for that submission. All right, let's move on to a track from Connor G. He wanted us to play. Now, uh, keep in mind, a lot of you guys submitted like multiple tracks. Uh, it kind of was a hodgepodge. There were people that submitted one, and they're like, "This is the track I want you to play." There were other people that submitted like twelve, and and so we kind of just did our best to just maybe pick one that you know would would add to a diverse playlist here. So anyway, one one of uh, Connor's submissions was from the binding of isaac which is a score by danny baranowski so really cool that we're able to showcase this on the podcast let's take a listen to sacrificial
You guys are listening to Sacrificial from The Binding of Isaac, which was submitted by Connor G and composed by Danny Baranowski. This also came out for the PC. Very quintessential Danny music here. It has all of his trademarks, his elements of uh, groove. You would describe like it as Baranowskian? Baranowski-esque. Uh, yeah, it has kind of that modern electronic drum sound mixed with very vibey kind of dark uh, harmonic palette that he establishes here but but all, all sort comes of synth together, based almost chiptune sounding uh, instrumentation yeah when it all comes together it's not it's not overly dark though uh, something about the the finished product there's there's kind of this um, goofiness about her this or this charm uh, that doesn't leave you with feeling sad even though harmonically this is very dark what I think is interesting nowadays in sort of the landscape of game music uh, is that you get composers like Danny Baranowski sometimes collaborating and working with composers like Grant Kirkhope, which to me I think of people from two completely different eras with completely different styles. And I remember one year um, at MAGFest, Grant was sort of talking about Danny's strengths mm-hmm. versus his own strengths, and he's like... Uh, he probably yeah, I know they're friends. Like, oh, there's things that uh, I'm awful at that Danny's great at, and uh, you know, but Danny couldn't, you know, make an orchestral mock-up to save his life. It's, huh. <laughs> I remember, it was funny. They were sort of talking about their own strengths, but I kind of like this idea. It almost reminds me of what we were talking about in our ukulele episode uh, with the Steve Burke tracks, where it's like it's a completely different style of merging these retro chiptune sounds in mm-hmm. with the modern stuff. But it's cool. Video game music has always been about eclecticism so I kind of like the idea of you know old composers and new composers coming together and uh, creating scores whether it's like Jake Kaufman and Manami Matsumai or anything like that I, I think is always great. Awesome awesome alright now now we're going to move on to a track submitted by Josh T and Josh T is a very supportive uh, fan of ours and this is actually kind of a fun little shout out. This is a track by his brother who kind of dabbles in chiptune music. So this comes from Jay Turlecki and the name of this track is How Tall Does Your Philodendron Grow? Let's take a listen. You guys are listening to a chiptune by Jay Turlecki. This is How Tall Does Your Philodendron Grow. Comes to us from Josh T. Thanks, Josh. 
You know, whenever Josh reached out to us, I forget when it was, it was quite a long time ago, and I think it was probably one of the nicest emails we've ever gotten. Uh, For sure. Just him talking about how much he appreciates the show. That's one of the reasons we wanted to do this track. You know, we mm-hmm. get a lot of people who give us requests to, oh, will you play my music on the show, and will you play this? And sometimes it's hard because we want to be fair to everybody, and we don't want to uh, just showcase something uh, just to be nice. Yeah. But this was an example where Josh had written such a nice email. I think Carl and I were both compelled to send back uh, responses because it really kind of made our day, I remember. And uh, I, I just thought it was so sweet that rather than kind of trying to promote his own thing, he was trying to, you know, show, look what my uh, well, look what my brother's doing. And I think we both resonated with that idea of, because, you know, we're brothers. and Yeah, well, another thing that Josh mentioned is that his brother, I believe, was the person who got him in the podcast, start, you know, got him to start listening to it. So I thought that was pretty special, too. And that's just one example out of many of you guys kind of making our day as far as even if it's something as simple as like you know a short little oh this episode was awesome to a really long email that's explaining you know maybe how much the show means to you dearest sirs (laughs) i'm writing you from across the pond no um so yeah that was just um really meant a lot to us so thanks so much josh for your support and let's move on we still got a lot of great music to get to today so we should not dilly dally we're now going to move on to a suggestion from Phil B. Oh, Phil B. is one of our day ones, I believe. He's a very, very longtime listener, very supportive. He's kind of introduced us to a lot of really cool, cool things in the video game music world. He always has good uh, insights. He wanted to share the track from Civilization VI, the main theme. Once again, Christopher Tin returned to compose this main theme. And um, I know this theme very well. This was uh, played around my house all the time when this first came out last fall. I remember that. My roommate was obsessed with it, and he was playing it on piano nonstop. So very beautiful tune. Borrows a lot of elements from various classical pieces. It kind of, when you listen to it, It has that quality where it sounds familiar, like you've heard it before, and I think that's kind of what Chris was going for here, uh, trying to make something very universal and just kind of human. So let's take a listen to The Dream of Flight.
guys are listening to The Dream of Flight from Civilization VI. It's the main theme, composed by Christopher Tin, returning again, trying to outdo himself in the series. This is a suggestion from Phil B., so thanks so much, Phil, for this and for your uh, longtime support of our podcast, You Rock. Um, this is this is so beautiful. Yeah, this just It's so comfortable in this tradition, and I think that's maybe the most impressive thing about it is that it kind of feels like this timeless melody that you've heard, you know, growing up with, but it's actually a new piece of music. It is reminiscent of a lot of specific pieces and also just kind of from a broad level. It's, it's almost like a hymn tune. Uh, what I think is great to me, it's like film music meets choral music. Uh, the orchestral texture is based around ostinados and these kind of repeated ideas. Mm -hmm. Uh, it really sounds like a modern film music approach, or, I mean, I guess you could say game music, television scoring, uh, all similar approaches. Uh, but then when the choir comes in, it really sounds like modern choral music, and it has that hymnal quality that I think a lot of choral pieces have where they're trying right. to have melodies that are very pure with as little motion as possible. Smooth uh, voice leading, yeah. Yeah, no, a homophonic chorale texture, and it is harmonized that way. Uh, very beautiful, though, and I love the combination of the two because this isn't a concert piece, you know, it is mm -hmm. supposed to set up the atmosphere of this game. So having something a little bit more epic and exciting with grandeur uh, in the orchestral part, I think does the job of setting the scale of the experience and how large it's supposed to be. And whenever you have chorus and orchestra, it almost just amplifies that. And I agree with what you said earlier, Carl. This is really human music. It almost sounds it stuck out of time. You can't quite place it. Well, I definitely think that he outdid Baba Ye too, as far as how rousing and exciting this is. I mean, getting this this sure. really full sound. I think the orchestral elements, some of them, did feel much more modern, um, maybe much more tied to like film score. But the choir elements felt, uh, you know, f kind of this remnant of you know an era long past. So I think combining those two together mm -hmm. is probably what makes this feel. Timeless. Well, and what's cool about this is someone could tell me that this was written in the 90s and I would probably believe it. And mm -hmm. somebody could tell me that this was written in the future and I would believe it. it it's that it, it's kind of obscured in terms of uh, um, era. And I think that's uh, that's one element of what makes something timeless. To well, me, this cool. is another contender for track of the week. I would agree. Uh, definitely this uh, and that Mr. Explorer. I would say this is probably is going to is going to edge out Mr. Explorer. I mean, <laughs> we should really, you know, reward the effort that went into this uh, beautiful piece of music. So, all right, so far this this will take the cake. Uh, and actually, that's good that you said that, Will, because this was composed in 2325. So this was from the future. All right. Let's move on to a submission by Stuart B., another very supportive listener. So thanks, Stuart. This is from The Secret of Evermore. It's cool to Jeremy get back to this, to this soundtrack for the SNES, the first score that Jeremy ever worked on. And he didn't really ever revisit this style. This is kind of like a classic JRPG sound, really, to me. It sounds a lot like Chrono Trigger, very inspired by some of those soundtracks. And, you know, Jeremy's music... You know, after this, he seems like he really started to develop his own voice. And there's something I I always kind of get a kick out of this soundtrack, because it's it seems to me like he was trying to make a name for himself, maybe by way of of sending up some of the 
more successful JRPG scores of the of the era. Well, and also implementationally, uh, he's going for some pretty far out stuff. It mm-hmm. almost a bit of a foreshadowing with not only his impressive compositional output, but one of the things he's so known for is his incredible ability to produce these virtual orchestras with a high amount of authenticity. It yeah. requires a lot of technical finesse and prowess. And even though this game is very different in a compositional style, it still shows that technical craftsmanship, I He's think. He's a technical wizard, for sure. Let's take a listen to Corridors of Silence from Secret of Evermore. <laughs> This is very mysterious, very beautiful. You guys are listening to Corridors of Silence, Super Nintendo music by Jeremy Soule, and this was submitted by Stuart M. Uh, I think there was a few uh, Evermore tracks that he suggested. We picked this one. Uh, we could have, you know, we could have easily picked any other one. Uh, this this soundtrack's pretty great. I think we've played maybe only one track from this on the podcast. So yeah, it's definitely. Mm-hmm something that is you know worth revisiting for sure this is a haunting haunting piece uh the harmony almost sounds stuck out of like film noir that kind Mm. of dissonance that we associate with those really bleak with those really bleak mystery crime drama films of the 1940s um but yeah the melody and kind of the arrangement with this almost oboe and harp sound is something that we associate with a lot of JRPGs like Chrono Trigger and some of the Final Fantasy Secret of Mana things sure. like that and i i think it's this great blend of almost that japanese sound in terms of harmony and i guess we just also have a lot of other associations with these instrument sounds Uh, But then this, like, thickness and kind of blurriness of the texture, there's something hazy about it. It it doesn't feel like you can hear all the divisible elements of it. It's Again, we talked about sort of technical wizardry. Um, Not necessarily that this piece is really trying to go for a lot, but it definitely feels like there's a lot of atmosphere to this track that um, is communicated outside of just the melody in Definitely. that harp line. Yeah, it is really impressive how much ambience uh, in atmosphere he's able to get on the Super Nintendo. And we know for a fact that that's not easy to do. That takes a lot of precision to make that happen. So yeah, this is a nice foreshadowing of you know what Jeremy would eventually uh, stumble into with kind of making a name for himself using these these sounds, these libraries to make something so uh, expressive and emotional. So really beautiful stuff. Thank you, Stuart, for that pick. 
All right, we're now going to move to something very different. This is a suggestion from Javier M. And this is a track for the Master System. And I had a memory of like seeing this title when we did our Master System and Game Gear episode. Uh, and for whatever reason, I have like a positive memory. Like I, I, th- I was like, oh, I think this was actually a pretty groovy soundtrack here. And this is a really cool track. It's uh, from George Foreman's KO Boxing, composed by Marshall Parker. This is track four for the Master System. I really like this. Let's take a listen. Catchy little chip tune there from Marshall Parker, George Foreman's KO Boxing for the Master System. This is track four, submitted by Javier M. What a nice little hidden gem here. This, this is wonderful. Yeah, what a cute little melody. It, it has a lot of staples of old school video game music, but there's almost a quality about it that seems tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a great tune, um, and I I just love how earnest it is. It has this kind of intense, um, has this intense action music quality. It sounds very eighties, uh, but just so direct. Uh, really fun. I I kind of miss this kind of. I, I miss this kind of game score because it's something that definitely I associate to the really early days of uh, home console gaming. For sure. Nice change of pace, too. Really cool to get not only a Master System track, but it was like a fun, groovy, old-school chiptune, so that's great. Well, yeah, we couldn't move to something more different than that. This is a piece of music from a yet-to-be-released game for the Nintendo Switch. So this must have come either from a trailer or from some other announcement, but this is the main theme from...
God, this is good. This is gorgeous. I don't know, Will. To this me, is this, my favorite so this far. This might edge out the uh, Dream of Flight. This is the main theme from the upcoming Switch game, Project Octopath Traveler. Now, this is an unknown composer, but there were some people on YouTube that were speculating that, oh, this sounds like Revo, uh, you know, the composer of Bravely Default. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's I guess it's possible, but it's kind. Of, I think it's really hard to, to really know who this is. We'll find out eventually when it's released, but holy smokes, this I love this the swashbuckling section. The yin, da, 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 That's da, what da, won da, me da, over, da, yeah. Ugh, really great music. It kind of almost reminds me of, like, Pirates of the Caribbean or something. Yeah. Uh, but perfect for kind of the video game music tradition because we've gotten a lot of those 6-8 jig-sounding Celtic influenced mm-hmm. scores throughout the years even you know back on the super nintendo and nes um so it does feel like something that's tied to the lineage of video games and yeah wonderful orchestration beautiful melodies i can't wait for this game if for no other reason than to hear the rest of the score because absolutely this is fantastic so 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 good holy smokes yeah i'm very excited for the future of the switch that's awesome thanks so much matthew for that wonderful suggestion okay let's move on to a pick by harrison s and i believe harrison was um very concerned with us playing more pokemon music so i think he suggested uh tracks from a few different games and the one we went with was from pokemon sun and moon just fitting came out last year and i don't think we've played anything from it so let's definitely do it this is composed by Monaco adachi as well as go ichinos and this is the aether president lusamine battle from sun and moon let's take a listen You guys are listening to Aether President Lusamine Battle, composed by Minako Adachi and Go Ichinos. There's also submissions here, uh, or compositions, from um, Junichi Masuda, the original uh, Pokemon composer. This is a uh, suggestion from Harrison S., so thank you, Harrison, for this, and glad to play some more Pokemon music. Uh, Yeah, Pokemon music, it's an interesting thing. I think the the most notable thing about it is just how huge this series is. It's so beloved. There's so many people around the world that are so obsessively into this series. And in some ways, I think because of that, some of the music is able to kind of get a free pass because when a game is this huge, it almost doesn't matter what the music is. There's going to be people that 
are attached to it and have this this connection to it because you're you're hearing it for hours while you're playing this experience. So as long as it's not bad, there's going to be people that will just love it. Uh, and there's definitely some of that that I feel in this series because I didn't grow up playing the games. I mean, I played the original for the Game Boy, but that was it. Um, I don't have that nostalgic connection. So to me, I just listen to the music and some of it is is quite forgettable to me. There's really great stuff here and there, but in my experience, um, you kind of have to dig to find the, you know, the gems, uh, I guess I would say. But this this is cool. Well, and I think there's a lot of brilliant music associated with Pokemon as a series and as a franchise, and it is known as being this multimedia experience. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, there's so many different games and movies and TV shows and all this stuff that, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to sort through. Something that I really respect, though, is for a series that's this long-lasting, uh, it really has maintained a small inner circle of its composers. Isn't that wild? Uh, you mentioned Junichi Masuda and Go Ichinos. Monaco Adachi, I believe, has also worked on um, some other Pokemon titles Love as well. Love Monaco Adachi, by the way. Oh my gosh, and she's one of my favorites. And what makes me sad is it's like, if they can keep those composers around, how come we can't get Koji Kondo working on a Zelda game? Why can't we have Koji Kondo working on Mario? Yeah. Ugh. And, and any, any sort of gripes that I may have with the Pokemon series, yeah, the consistency of the tone is definitely something to be a little jealous of, you know, if you're a fan of other series such as Zelda, uh, you know, just to get these people. And, you know, this sounds like Pokemon music. What's cool about it is that it's definitely feels like more of a modern style because you're having sample libraries and sounds that we haven't necessarily heard typically in this series. So it's cool that these composers didn't just rest on their laurels. Like this does feel like a track that was, you know, done in 2016, so I think I think they definitely struck a good balance with the sun and moon. Well, thanks again to Harrison for suggesting that. And yeah, we just want to say again, thanks again to all of you yeah. for all of your incredible submissions. We're sorry if uh, the tracks you submitted weren't able to be featured, but it's just a testament to how many incredible fans we have. So yeah. we just want to make sure that you guys feel as appreciated as we really do. And just thank also, you again for all your thing- support we should mention is we read all our emails we read all our messages all our tweets so if there's a track you know over the last the course of this last year you know if you if you if you send us something in november or whatever we definitely listen to it and we don't always have time to to respond but we always enjoy the tracks that you guys show us it's it's just one of our favorite things about this podcast is you guys showing us stuff as well as us you know introducing you guys to stuff so it's this nice back and forth um and yeah one exciting thing we should probably mention at time of recording today we actually just started our own discord channel or our own uh, discord server um so you've probably seen that on facebook and twitter so yeah if you guys wanted to kind of chat with us and nerd out uh, about anything related to video games music the podcast that's a great place to do that all right let's move on to a pick from jordan p And this is from Wild Arms for the PS1. I think Jordan was writing and saying, "Ah, I wish, you know, I wish you guys would would focus more on the Wild Arms series. And that's definitely something we have planned in the future is a a Wild Arms episode. So fear not, Jordan. This is Hope from Wild Arms, composed by Michiko Naruke. Thank you. 
You guys are listening to Hope from Wild Arms, which is a beautiful score, wonderful, consistent music throughout this entire series by series composer Machiko Naruke. You know, this is kind of like this other universe uh, of like Ocarina of Time. You know, this this game came out at a similar time of that game on, a, you know, the rival system. And there's elements of this that really remind me of Ocarina of Time, but then it goes into completely different directions. In general, the music of this series is much more traditional Japanese mixed with uh, Western film music, which, and, and when I say Western, I mean like literally like, like, like the genre of Western, which I, I find like a really cool mix. Yeah, there's this noble, heroic quality to that French horn line and almost this pastoral Americana sound. Uh, really beautiful, though. I've never heard this before. I can't wait to dig into this series because this is beautiful. I I was kind of reminded a little bit of like the ranch music from Ocarina exactly. of Time. Exactly, uh, yeah. It's just great. Awesome. All right, let's move on to a track from Luca C., he wanted us to play something from Spanky's Quest <laughs> for the Super Nintendo. That's definitely a, a game that I'm familiar with, and uh, I think I've checked it out. Uh, we haven't played anything from it, so that's going to end today. We're, you know, we're ending our long streak of not playing anything from Spanky's Quest. This is composed by... Yeah, this podcast can really be defined into two eras. The time before we play something... B-S and A-S. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is composed by Ki- Kiyohiro Sada. And we actually have a fun little pocket of Sada today. So the next literal track in our playlist is from someone else who also submitted a track composed by Sada. So it's kind of kind of fun that worked out. Anyway, let's take a listen to Boss from Spanky's Quest. You guys are listening to Boss from Spanky's Quest for the SNES, and this is from a classic Konami composer. Kiyohiro Sada did uh, his most notable work was Contra. So, wow, yeah, he's done some classic stuff, and this is, man, this is groovy. Well, this is a total contender for me. Uh, It really reminds me of F-Zero, just particularly uh, that... uh, Particularly that keyboard, I guess, synth sound. It really reminds me of F-Zero and that whole bass groove. Really great. I love it. So cool. Yeah, I'm just looking on his profile here and see. Worked for Konami for a few years and then eventually moved over to Natsume. Um, And it says his favorite work of his uh, is the game Scat. S-C-A-T for the NES. Right, I know that's a very popular uh, score. We're going to have to look into that, because I don't think we've necessarily played anything from that. It stands for Special Cybernetic Attack Team. So Mm -hmm. we're going to look more into SADA, and hey, right now we're going to play another SADA track. This comes to us from our good buddy Simon, one of our longest listeners. 
and as close to a day one as you can be yes uh simon is in, lovely i think it would be almost impossible to, to be a true day one because when we started the podcast we didn't even have an rss feed we were like ah, oh, how do we do this oh we have to upload it oh okay I thought people would just magically hear it. Um, <laughs> no, but it's Simon is is so nice, and to this day he'll leave us really sweet comments uh, on Facebook whenever we post episodes, and he's also introduced us to a lot of great music throughout the year. So thank you very much, Simon. Yeah, and he comes to us from our neighbor up north, uh, and and yeah, Simon is just one of the just such an awesome guy. So thanks so much, Simon, for your continued support. You rock. This is from the NES game Palamedes. Is that how Will? Is that how you'd say this? Palamedes. Palamedes. I kind of like Palamedes. Palamedes. Uh, it might be wrong, but it has a nice flavor. It to feels it. so right. Uh, like I said, this is NES once again composed by Kiyohiro Sada. Let's take a listen to stage one. You guys are listening to Stage 1 from Palamatis, composed by Kiyohiro Sada for the NES. And uh, some Mario 3 vibes in here. He's using the Mario <laughs> 3 uh, timbale sample. And um, yeah, it's just a very plucky, happy piece of music that's not necessarily what I think of from Sada. Well, and I love hearing uh, video game composers from this classic era that I don't associate with this more plucky show tune sound in that vocabulary try to go for something like that. Um, I just, I don't know, I, I think that's so delightful. And this almost Looney Tunes cartoon music style is very important to the language of game music. It was there in the early days, and I think... And I think for a lot of people, that's still their associations with what video game music sounds like. You know, when I talk to people who don't play games, and I tell them, oh, you know, I write music for video games, or I tell them about the podcast, a lot of times uh, their associations with video game music would be something like this. You know, something really plucky and sweet, uh, with a catchy little swung tune. Uh, it, it really all comes back to, I guess, Koji Kondo and Super Mario Brothers. For Sure. Um, but it's it's fun to hear the influence and reach that that style had on the entire industry. Absolutely, man. Well, well said. Yeah, that, that was just such a joy. So thanks so much, Simon, for not only your support, but for that submission. Okay, let's move on. We got some wonderful stuff to get to. Okay, so we're going to now move on to a track which comes to us from uh, Shettle B., and that's a Norwegian name, so I apologize. My Norwegian is a little rusty. Um, and this is this is interesting. I think he's kind of breaking the rules a little bit here. Uh, I don't know if this is from a video game, but it might be from a composer who has worked in games. It's an artist by the name of Myron, and the name of this 
album, I believe, is called Drift Stage Volume 1. It's really confusing because the album, I think, is called Drift Stage. <laughs> and this is the main theme. It's definitely a video gamey thing. It's kind of this like cheesy kind of 80s rocking, a little bit maybe smooth jazz kind of sound. Um, kind of maybe reminds me of like some Sega arcade racers. It's cool stuff. We'll allow it. Well, it also could be uh, Mirone, but... Um, That's true. Anyways... Maybe in the spirit of pronouncing things in alternative ways. Since this is listener show and tell, this is a very uh, welcoming episode. We'll go ahead and allow this. This is uh, the main theme from Drift Stage Volume 1. Let's take a listen. You know who would love this is Eric B. from um, Kirby's Dream Band. This is so on the nose, and even though I don't believe this is from a video game, it's definitely sending up a kind of, you know, that, that old, that kind of classic style of arcade rock music here. It sounds like Sega music. This is so wonderful. This is submitted by Shuttle B. Uh, Myrone is the artist, and this is the main theme from Drift Stage Volume 1. This is rocking. Yeah, this is so great. Another contender to me for track of the week. Uh, yeah, I don't care whether it breaks any kind of rules or anything. I mean, to me, this is total video game music, and it is rocking. It's melodic. Uh, I I love this. Uh, this is one of the most enjoyable things I think. Yeah, this isn't day. the first time too. You know, we every once in a while we play things like you know in our shiptune episode. None of that was video game music, so. Definitely allowed. All right. So, so far, would you say this, does this edge out that um, Project Octopath for you or not? I don't know, man. I think it's hard. Uh, give me a little bit more time to stew. Sure. We'll see if there's anything else that uh, seems like a more definitive win. All right. Otherwise, we will make the call. All right. Let's move on to a submission from Sean B., and he wanted us to play a track from Bravely Default. I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that Sean sent us an email with like a million different submissions. And it was really almost just like a game of roulette. Like, ah, just close your eyes and pick one. Um, this is a really cool track. I, I've only listened to the first like 10 seconds because, again, I, I wanted to try to, you know, have my honest, fresh reaction here. This is a track called His Name Is from Bravely Default, composed by Revo. Let's take a listen.
guys are listening to His Name Is from Bravely Default, submitted by Sean B. Thanks, Sean, for this rocking track. This, I definitely have heard this track before when Bravely Default came out. You know, obviously, we I think both of us listened to the whole score. Um, wonderful stuff by Revo. This is kind of this nice balance of the sounds that he gets uh, in the score because it has a really great melody that obviously has orchestral elements, but it also... It's a nice kind of battle theme. It's just really rocking and feels at home with, uh, you know, a lot of other classic video game music. So this seems like a really nice balance here. Yeah. Wow, this is great. <laughs> if we were struggling to decide a track of the week before, um, no, this it's really hard. amplifies it. That's probably why I didn't do it ahead of time. Crap. <laughs> this is great also. Well, there's a couple of reasons. I would have had to listen to everything in full, which I didn't want to do. And also... I, yeah, yeah. You'd have to get out your spreadsheets again My and spreadsheets. you'd have to start tabulating. I would give this an 8.2. No, I... I oh, gosh. Uh, you this... probably would, right? Uh, let me think for a second. Uh, that's pretty That's pretty accurate. Yeah, 8.2 sounds about right. I think this is great. It definitely passed the 8.5 mark. You know, you guys really did an excellent job with picking uh, tracks to submit us. Shoot. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, let's keep listening, and then uh, we'll make we'll make the call, the tough call. We one more time just wanted to say that there's no way we would be able to have a successful video game music podcast without you guys, because so many uh, uh, you know topics, composers, series uh, that we have focused on have been suggestions from you guys that you've you know introduced us to. Um, and we actually have another, there's so many great communities, um, various forums and, and, uh, you know, ways that people get involved. And there's a episode coming up fairly, fairly soon in our season. That was, that was the case. Um, there is, there's some people that were on, uh, one, one of the forums that is fairly active and they were talking about our podcast and saying, Oh, we'd love to, you know, to hear music from this series. So, so yeah, that's, that's just a constant uh, back and forth that we really enjoy. All right, let's move on to the person who loves to be mentioned, Mr. Carlos. We have to have a track. This, we honestly, we would have to cancel listener show and tell if, if we didn't have a Carlos track, right? That just would not be okay. Well, um, and actually, at the um, at the time of release, Carlos has a birthday coming up, so maybe we can all join in a round of happy birthday. No, uh, I don't want to embarrass him. Too he much. had a fake birthday that he kind of duped us into thinking it was his birthday, but um, <laughs> yeah, what was that about? He's like the boy who cried birthday. I don't know, man, but I guess I guess I'll I'll fall for it. It's it's like um, Charlie Brown in the football, you know? Yeah. All right, he brought in this track, this very obscure track that has an unknown composer, and it's a Game Boy track from GB Memory Cartridge. Apparently, this was like a cartridge writing service in Japan that had like its own music for every single cartridge. So this is the menu music from GB Memory Cartridge. It's really groovy stuff. This is submitted by Carlos. Let's check it out. Thank you. 
like we said, we really couldn't do this podcast without Carlos. Uh, <laughs> Carlos, this is amazing. Uh, <laughs> so Carlos groovy. probably wins the award of sending us the most catchy and groovy game music every He's introduced time us to yeah. <laughs> so much i mean this the very second this started i just said i love carlos uh because this is the kind of thing he sends to us it's carlos so great. i believe was the first person who introduced us to mamaro has been cursed from yasuki yasui so that you know that warrants a, a round of applause right there yeah he's always just sending us Fairly obscure was, stuff that's that's groovy. He was nice enough to uh, make the trek out to our recent live show, and we were excited to get to play uh, "Bless You, Boy" from Amaru Has Been Cursed because you know that yeah. was a soundtrack that, like we said, he introduced us to. Gosh, this is groovy. I love this track. This is so, it's so good. good. It's so good. All really, right. uh, um, uh, underappreciated. Uh, gem, I'd have to say. It's it's actually criminal. I feel like it's totally wasted to be used in this obscure like cartridge writing service. This should be prominently featured in a game. That that bridge <laughs> section is what it's all about. It's just kind of just like disco-y and jazzy and just, oh man, it's so smooth, man. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's move on to um, a submission from Steve V. And this is from a PC game, I think it was also released for the PS4, called Virginia. And it was composed by Lyndon Holland. And uh, the, the sound of the music here is, is an homage to Twin Peaks. Um, and there are, there are times, I think, in the score when it gets very, very close to that. Um, let's take a listen to the main titles from Virginia. This is very serious and emotional. I feel like a little bit sad after listening to this. This is Main Titles from Virginia, uh, which is a PC game. I'm not sure if this game is particularly good, um, but it's composed by Lyndon Holland. The music's quite good here. Thanks, Steve, for this suggestion. Never heard of this. This is beautiful. Oh my gosh, you guys are really coming in the clutch in the tail end of this episode. Just killer track after killer track. I really, I really don't know who to crown as track of the week. I mean, yeah. to me, I don't. I still don't think anything has has come close to that Project Octopath personally. 
Yeah, that that was great. Then again, that Game Boy memory cartridge was really special. Uh, and this Virginia main titles. Gosh, this is beautiful. You guys are great. You know what? Um, I think you guys should run the podcast now. We're, <laughs> we're handing the tools over to you. Uh, <laughs> no, but... Man, I, I'm inspired continuously uh, every single year that we do these listener show and tells. I don't know how you guys do it because we've been doing this show for, you know, five plus years, five and a half years, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we you'd think we would have exhausted all of the really great, notable pieces of game music. And the fact that you guys can still find this stuff. Well, is that's great. one of the most inspiring things is that despite all that time, there's still so much out there. And that's what I notice every single week as I scour through stuff and realize that there's almost this this endless well of, of, of wonderful music when it comes to video games. And I think one thing that makes sense is that there's always new games being released. Like this game didn't exist when we started the podcast. And this is such a nice mixture of tracks today because we have some so new we have we have games that haven't even come out like that project octopath hasn't even been released yet and then we have nes stuff so yeah what what a great playlist all right guys let's move on to the last track of the day uh before the playout at least this comes to us from brendan g so thanks brendan for this pick this is from a playstation vita game called freedom wars and the name of this track is Jerusalem, composed by Kame Adachi. Let's take a listen. This is gorgeous. This is Jerusalem from Freedom Wars for the Vita, submitted by Brendan. So thanks, Brendan, for this uh, pick. We should definitely look into this score. This is this is cool stuff here. Always cool to play more Vita music. You know, the Vita has some wonderful soundtracks. You know, a lot of the games for the Vita that that seems to have particularly good music were kind of these Japanese-only released games, and we know just how huge of a tradition there is over there for video game music so yeah the vita is is kind of this this wealth of stuff that i honestly haven't even really scratched the surface to look into so that's going to be something to to always go back to well, and i think most people haven't right uh, so that's another thing that's exciting these a lot of these soundtracks if they are celebrated and beloved it's just amongst you know hardcore gamers and hardcore fans that have found True. out about this stuff, but like you said, I mean, just a treasure trove of amazing stuff. I mean, we have to remember Gravity Rush. the original Gravity yeah. Rush, yeah, exclusively for the Vita. Insane. Well, yeah, you guys have definitely outdone yourself, so bang up job. 
apologize to anyone who submitted something after we had to make the cutoff. Um, you know, it just it is what it is. We got so many great. I mean, not you guys understand now after listening to this episode. Just so so much awesome stuff. We're gonna play out. So we have one more. This will be our play out track. Let's go. Definitely try to set this up here. We have to pick our track of the week. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna cast my vote. Uh, I will say I think it is for the Project Octopath Traveler. I agree. That is probably my pick for track of the week. Uh, again, submitted by Matthew D. So thanks a lot, Matthew, for that. Give Matthew some love. I know Carlos has has gotten a track of the week before, so uh, you know it, it's only fair, right? So yeah, Matthew. Nice job. Thanks for that. Wonderful submission. We're going to play out with a track from uh, submitted by Charles H. This is Castlevania Lament of Innocence for the PS2, and he wanted us to play Leon's theme, which is composed by series composer Michiro Yamani. So we will play out with that. We have a couple things to plug. Recently, as some of you may know, we released the soundtrack to Asker, the video game that we've been working on for a couple of years. Indeed. Um, and last Thursday, we had a bonus episode where Carl and I went through the soundtrack and talked about making each, talked about making each tune and uh, what went into working on this game. So, if some of you are interested in that, uh, please check that out. And you can also find the album as well as all of our original music at supermarcadobrothers.bandcamp.com. Next week, uh, we're going to be uh, doing an episode on the Mother series of video games. And that is a Patreon-suggested episode. So that will be uh, a really awesome uh, focus on that series. Some heavy-hitting games, including Earthbound. So, wow. Yeah, that's kind of a long-overdue episode. Excited for that. And that is a uh, Mm Patreon-submitted episode, actually. You guys can follow us on Twitter, at Marcado Bros. You can like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, You can find our podcast on iTunes, and if you wanted to leave us a review on there, we'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, We want to thank all of our patrons for for, uh, supporting us and, and being able to you know, allow us to keep this show going. And one more time, thanks to all of our wonderful listeners. You know, we get a lot of suggestions pretty much every single week. So there are other people that didn't necessarily officially put something in for this episode. But, you know, we just want to thank everyone who's ever suggested a track or just interacts with us in any way. Uh, we, we, we love you guys. We're very fortunate to have such a wonderful, um, you know, fan base here. So this is great. Um, All right, I think that just about does it. We'll play you guys out with Leon's theme. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everyone. Peace out. (laughs) 